Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are in the middle of a really cool topic. It's not pillars. I'm promising it's not pillars. It's just a a boot camp talk that we've broken down into four different shows, right, Andy? Yeah, but what I think got us all started, it's first chapter in Wild at Heart, right? Right, it's first talk at boot camp, the core desires of a man's heart. Yep, the heart of a man. Yep. yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, well, thank you for joining. We'll that. talk with you next week. So uh, the first the first part of the show, we talked about just engaging the man's heart, um, that the man was created with a masculine heart after the image of God, and and how important that is to us as men. And we have kind of become disconnected from that. Kind of life has done that to us. Uh, the enemy's tried to do that to us. <laughs> We've done it to ourselves, I think, to a, to a degree, believing lies, believing things that aren't true about us, that the Word says. And uh, I think it was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? At least he did it all. S- six degrees. We'll yeah. catch him somewhere. <laughs> okay. I didn't know Kevin Bacon was in the court of tire talk, but he is. <laughs> he is. He is. Like but, uh, goes spaghetti we're going to get to Kevin Bacon here in a second. <laughs> yeah. No. The, <laughs> No, we're going to get to Kevin Costner. But, uh, no, we're just really talking about the, the fact that, or at the first show, we just talked about the idea of what, what what's different between a man's heart and a woman's heart a little mm-hmm. bit, too. And just that you, a man, when, I think Robbie pointed it out that I hadn't really caught from the core desires. One of the greatest gifts that God gives us is our heart mm-hmm. and our masculine heart, to be more specific, because... It gives us the ability to experience life. You don't experience life through a to-do list. You don't experience life through um, five ways to have a better marriage. Those aren't. You don't experience life through those. It's through the heart. And um, and I think a lot of times we life has taken the heart out of men. And uh, we're just trying. Again, Robbie. I mean. He, he, the first boot camp I went to, I was just trying to get my marriage back and try to figure li- life out a little bit. And he was like, how did God come up to your heart? And I looked at him like he was crazy. I'm like, do what? Mm-hmm. But really, I totally know what he means now because that's what happens is God does come after your heart. God's the only one that can recover or restore that heart. And that's what he was talking about. Right. And the first show that we did, if you didn't listen to it, you can go back and you can mm-hmm. – um, Stream it, listen to it, but it was on the court of, not the court of desires, but the heart of man. Right. Yeah. And how we are really reflect God's heart, Jesus' heart specifically, yep. and uh, we're a trinity, so I guess it's all of them. <laughs> but uh, no, how we reflect that and how we've lost sight of that. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, as we talk through this, we're not saying that, you know, men and women 
there's distinctly a difference there. We are saying that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there is a difference there. But it doesn't mean that, that women can't be tough and, and oh, no. battle to fight. It's not meaning any of that. No stereotype. In no here. stereotype at all. But John does a good job of saying, you know, basically in a traditional family, who did you run to, yeah. you know, for the adventure? And who did you run to when you skin your knee? Exactly. Yep. Right. And, and, and it may not have been that way in your house, but in most houses, I think we can agree that you go to dad for yeah. certain things and you go to mom for certain things. Yep. Right? And, and it's a difference in the way their heart's made and how they reflect Jesus. Yep, definitely. And so we're talking about the three core desires. The first yep. one's a battle to fight. Yep. So you want to set up our first clip? I do, and we probably need to move quick to oh, get through these. <laughs> All right. So uh, this was clip is from Open Range. It's about um, uh, all Western style. You know, the bad guys have the town, and the good guys are trying to kind of reclaim it. And Kevin Costner is what they can – in this he's, his character is Charlie Waite – and in this uh, scene here, he's he's trying to really call out men to be who they were created to be. They're uh, considered free grazers. He and his his buddy are considered free grazers, and they're not liked by the guy that owns the town and owns the land that they're on. And he's trying to run them out. And he's trying to this this um, landlord or whatever is trying to push all these people out. He's got the sheriff, and he's um, he's really just controlling it to where men have lost their heart and they don't know how to fight back yeah and coming from colorado and new mexico that free grazer Mm -hmm. idea is really was the freedom of being able to let your cattle graze wherever that that you wanted to go you could take them wherever you wanted well when people started to move in they started putting up fences and you're not allowed to bring your cattle here because you know it's no longer the land is no longer free right and so these people were looked down upon like they were lower class because they were free. like they're stealing stealing uh, horse feed or whatever or cow right. feed yeah. Right. yeah 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 well we'll go ahead and play it and okay come back now see if you can listen if you you were in the if you listen to the first show right, right. we had a clip from Braveheart let's see where you can see where Charlie Waite has his inner Braveheart moment <laughs> Mac. Ralph. Ray, Corey, Wesley. This is Ralph Peterson. He runs a general store. That's where I was when the dog got free. Oh, you, you fellas are free grazers, I expect. Uh, no offense. See, personally, I, I don't stand with others around here about free grazers. There was a fight in your store about a week or so back. Some of Baxter's men jumped our friend. There's a big fella. Yeah, saw the whole thing. That big fella drove the hell out of the mother three. Broke one's arm. Be a gun hand named Butler, would it? That's what they say. <clears throat> Felt bad about your friend. Is he all right? He's dead. It's too bad. Seemed like a nice young fella. Shame what this town's come to. You could do something about it. We're freighters. Ralph here's a shopkeeper. You're men, ain't you? I didn't raise my boys just to see him killed. Well, you may not know this, but there's uh, things that gnaw a man worse than dying. So, what was the Braveheart moment for Charlie Waite there? There's something worse... Uh that gnaws at a man worse than dying. Yeah, lying in your beds yeah. many years from now, right? It's it's the same thing, just in cowboy speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, five hundred years later, it's yeah. a cowboy version. Yeah, it is. And so that's such a powerful clip. Uh, the movie was actually a really good movie mm-hmm. too. I enjoyed the movie. 
Um, a lot of times I like the clips a lot better than the movie. Yeah. But this is the one whole of the story is good. It is a good story, and and just the way that uh, Charlie calls them out. Yeah. Into the story. Yeah, your men ain't you. I mean, we we need to hear that sometimes. Your men ain't you. I mean, there's times when I really wasn't standing up and being the man, and that's that's in a variety of ways. But again, I didn't have my heart. Right. And, and that idea of. I bet there isn't anybody in this room or anybody listening that doesn't have some things gnawing at them that are worse than dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, things that they didn't rise up to, you know, in the moment when they had a chance to to respond like God had, had you know, made us for. Right. But when you don't rise up, then that that's the gnawing starts. Yep. Right. So how does the enemy try to get us uh, distracted from the real things we should be battling? Right, you know, for me, and this is a different talk at boot camp, but he he tries to get us to focus on the smaller battles, the smaller story, and, and not the larger things that really matter. You know, and, and I'm saying this. I know work deadlines are important and all those kinds of things, but is it more important than time with your kid every single time? Right at the end of the day, what's the bigger battle? At the end of you know. Six months from now, what's the bigger battle? Six years from now, 10 years from now, it's like I wish I would have battled more for that time. Right? Yeah. It, it becomes a matter of priorities and something like that, but it's like that smaller battle would be your boss says, do this or you're not going to get the promotion. Okay. All right. So I don't get the promotion, but what did did I fight for the hearts of my family? And, and one of the reasons that we're doing this show, honestly, is – one of the hugest battles that we don't engage in is the battle for our own heart. Right. Like, are you, you know, are you willing to take four days to, to go to a boot camp to battle for, because if you can get your heart back, it's like the idea of the oxygen mask coming down. You know, if you're willing to enter into that battle to get your own heart back, then you will be able to battle for your wife's heart, your kids' hearts. You know, there's so much more available to you, but the first, you know, order of business is is are you going to get that heart back that God gave you so that that you can begin to see these things, and so it actually sets up that clip that it I've is. got you know very well that here we got an amazing battle. It's, this is one of those that to me the clip's better than the movie. Uh, it's from the movie called Click, which is Adam Sandler movie, and so there's four people in this clip, and it's very confusing because two of them are Adam Sandler, one of them Adam Adam Sandler as that guy who's too busy to talk to his son and to talk to his father. And so you'll hear him, that Adam Sandler, talking, you know, like, I don't have time for you, Dad. I don't have time for your son. He's trying to do his email. Then, and so there's the battle that he thinks he should battle for his time to do this work. And then there's the battle that you'll hear with Adam talking to himself. Talk to him, you schmuck. You hear him say that because he's battling with his own you know, things that are gnawing at this man now worse than dying. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. yeah and, and then you have the son who's in there and you'll hear the grandpa begin to talk about, yeah, I didn't know you were so good looking, whatever. That's the very beginning. And so the son is battling for the attention of his dad. Mm-hmm. A- and then he's battling f- for his grandpa's heart because he sees the way his grandpa was hurt. And, and it's interesting to listen to those battles. Then, unfortunately, the, the difficultest one for me in this clip is to listen to the father, the grandfather, who is trying to, you know, have a time with his son and his grandson. 
And he realizes that because, you know, I guess the cat's in the cradle, he didn't battle well for his son when he was younger. He now is realizing that he's blown it. And so you have the battle that he's playing and things are gnawing on him a whole lot worse than dying. Yeah. But the thing that will wrench your heart in this clip is when Adam Sandler, is, he's got this remote where he can go back in time. And so this is what sets up the whole thing is he's rewatching the t last words his father said to him. And so the last words his father said were, I love you, son. And so he's replaying it and replaying it. He actually kisses his father in the clip because it was something he desperately needed to hear and paid no attention to at, at the moment of truth. Well, the question that we all have to ask ourselves is, will we battle for our own hearts? I mean, as you listen to this clip, what do you want that kind of, of thing? Like, you know, four years from now, like, man, I wish I'd taken that weekend to get my heart back. When did you get so handsome? So, Michael, I had a wonderful idea. Your mother's playing canasta with her friends tonight. I thought, oh, what a great opportunity. You, me, and Ben should go and have a boys' night out. Can't. What do you mean you can't? You have to eat sometime. We could go, we could whistle at pretty girls. <laughs> I'm down for that. See, he's down. I don't know what it means, but he's down. <laughs> hey, please. Don't give me that finger. I'll make you a deal. If you come, I'll show you the quarter trick. Will you look at the man? I'll tell you the secret. No, Dad. Don't you want to know how I you do the stupid trick? I've always known. Can you let me do my work? You've always known. You're pathetic. I'm so sorry I parched in. I love you, son. See you later, Grandpa. I love you. Dad. Bob. Bob. I love you, son. I love you, son. I love you, son. I love you too, Dad. <laughs> I'll miss you. Uh, so there definitely are things that gnaw a man worse than dying. And, and, you know, that's why it's so critical, right? That we, we, you know, whether you come to the boot camp or however you go about it, you know, what are you going to do to engage in that battle for your own heart? Mm -hmm. When I, this movie I know is meant as a comedy, right? You know, but there was, there was such a, a a telling thing to it is it made me realize how often I try to fast forward through life, right? Not entering into the battles that I really need to enter into. It'd be just a lot easier not to, you know, maybe not step in and say something when I should or uh, not enter in when someone I know is struggling, you know, and, and what I liked about this movie was once you fast forward past something, just like life, you can't go back. Right, you can only experience the things that you lived, right? And so that you, there's no do-over on those things. Not that all is lost. Jesus can always redeem. I don't mean that. But looking at life, and it made me think about, I don't want to be fast-forwarding through life, which is going to require a lot more from me than just letting things ride. 
you know, it'd be a lot easier just to do that. But it, it makes me engage a lot more, which makes me enter into battles that I should enter into or have the discernment of which ones not to enter into. Because one of the things the enemy will try to get you to do is fight nonsense battles. You know, uh, as much as I'm so angry at traffic every day and the people turning in front of me, that is such a wasted battle. You know, it's such a waste of effort. You know, I still continue to do it. I got to learn from that. But it, it, there's some real battles out there that need fought and, and your heart is needed in it. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. David, you have a clip. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your clip? Yeah, so this is uh, from the movie The Outlaw King. It's uh, Robert the Bruce giving a speech at the Battle of Ludon. Um, it's after, uh, you know, Braveheart um, with William Wallace. It's, it's after that era. And it's basically when, <coughs> excuse me, after um, after Robert the Bruce got crowned as the King of Scotland, he was forced into exile by the, by the English, and he ends up ultimately leading a band of outlaws um, to fight them. And this is the speech he's given right before battle. Remember this! The men that we fight today have sworn fealty to a godless murderer! Make no mistake! His aim will be to take our England next! could talk about God, but he has no place where we are going. I could talk about honor, but you are here. You know enough about honor. I know you all as men, but today, Today we are beasts. We fight for God, for honor, for country, for family, for yourselves. I do not care so long as you fight! Take the day! So, you know, one thing I want to point out is is he didn't mean he, they were going to to battle without God. Um, ultimately, they were going to a battle, and they were probably going to do a very lot of ungodly things to these people they were fighting. Um, but ultimately, we, we, when I look at that that clip and think of, about it, I mean, you know, we all a lot of times have to give ourselves similar talks before we go into a battle like that. Um, knowing now, looking back now, um, from where I'm at. You know, just like Sam said, you know, sometimes we fast forward through life to skip out on the battles and stuff like that. And you can't do that. And then if you use a speech similar to what Robert Bruce did to pump yourself up to get into those battles through scripture and everything like that, you'll be able to step into that and be able to fight. And then also with your band of brothers as well. Yeah. And the confidence of, of God leading you through other battles, right? Knowing that he's there with you. You say, hey, I got, I, I'm there ahead of you. I'm here, there beside you. I'm there behind you, right? Yeah, there's stuff you still got to do on your own, but I'm with you in it. You're not alone. Absolutely. Right, and there's a difference between on your own and alone, right? There may not be another human with me, but God's with me. And, and so just the, the pumping up of, okay, let's go do this together, and I'm going to follow your lead, Lord. You know, I think, think about how many times we enter a battle and we don't engage God before we go. 
you know, and there's a whole story of the times that David would, would say, do we do it this way? And God would say, do it this way. And then David was great about not making the assumption of we're always going to do it this way. He'd go back and ask God again, and God say, no, not this time. This time we're going to do it this way. Right? And, and, and it's fighting smarter. You know, a lot of times I entered into battles, and they could have been the right battles, and I just tried to do it on my own, or alone. I tried to do it alone and without God. Danny, you have a clip? I do. Okay. It's from the movie 300. And so it is the last clip we have for the night. It is the last clip. <laughs> uh, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. That kind of thing. So, yeah. But the clip is is another motivational thing right before battle. And I love what he lays out is all the things we're talking about. And, you know, the scripture came to mind was, you know, we battle not against flesh and blood. And the enemy wants to draw me into a flesh and blood battle with my brothers, with my wife, with my children. And but this this clip is kind of the to me the words were kind of the heart of what we've been talking about. So you can play the clip and we'll talk about it. Okay, the movie Three Hundred. If they haven't seen it, what's the story? It's the Spartans, right? It's the Spartans. Okay. That's about all I know about it. Okay, yeah, the three hundred going up this uh, against this massive. I know it's army. not your favorite movie. Not my favorite. You've already made that clear. Yeah, to you. All yeah. right, we'll go ahead and play it. We'll come back. Steady your heart. Look deep into your souls. For your metal is to be tested this day. If in the heat of battle. You need a reason to fight on. An idea which you will give up all that you will ever have. You need only to look at the man who fights at your side. This is the why of battle. This is the brotherhood of men at arms. An unbreakable bond made stronger by the crucible of combat. Never be closer than with those who you shed your blood with. For there is no nobler cause than to fight for those who will lay down their life for you. So you fight strong today. You fight for your brothers. Fight for your families. Most of all, you fight for Greece. Yeah, you know, Robbie was talking about, you know, we fight for our own hearts. And, and what it made me realize was that I have to have my own heart back because my brothers need me, my wife needs me, my family needs me to be engaged in the battle. And to, you know, to not engage in that leaves things undone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my church needs me. You know, the body needs every member engaged. And if we forget that, you know, it, it can be a rough life. And I, I've forgotten it more than once. But the enemy always wants to play those tricks and wants to engage you in stuff that, that really, like you said, means really nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's a, it's a battle over you know something that's not going to matter in two years or two months from now. Uh, one of the coolest things I have seen from um, the movie 300, and you can go look at it, you can Google it, but it's the way that the Spartans would approach the defensive stance and, and it echoes what you were talking about, that you had you know, the shield in front and the shield over the top protecting their heads. And so if they had them lined up side by side by side, 
it was not you couldn't penetrate it and, and that's the way the body's meant to be yes the, the as you were saying that we have our hearts back right and we've got the shield in front of us and the shield over us and our and our brothers and our sisters to our side that we're, we're there facing the enemy head on and fighting the battle not alone but in unison and now how powerful could we be doing that in an army, you know, not everybody has the same job. Right. You know, we give Rodney a hard time about his spreadsheets and stuff like that, but we need the organizational skills he brings. He's an organizational I warrior. I do. He is. <laughs> we give Robbie the, the 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 Hebrew battle. Yeah. But oh, what a gift that brings to to Rob. those kind of things. And you know, like my wife has her gifting, and I have mine, and so you have to engage like that, and and it does make a complete. So that's kind of what you were talking about. I am. Uh, Rodney, we left you with a minute. Do you have anything you want to say in this uh, 30 seconds or 60 seconds? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't heard from you today. So. Yeah, just sitting over in the corner enjoying the show, guys. It's been yeah. really good. Anything you want to say about the battle to fight? Well, really, you just look at Jesus and the battle that he fought to all get our hearts. He fought for the disciples' hearts. He didn't constantly reprimand them and tell them they're wrong other than times when he really needed to. I mean, he comes through in the clutch, you know, it's like, okay, this is what far enough. The Pharisees say this, the scribes say that, and they're attacking, attacking, attacking. And he just, for the most part, takes it and then he just says, let me ask you a question. You know, and then just comes back with, then all of a sudden he's like, okay, I've had enough. It's come a time for my end, right? He, he's timing all this out to where it's like, I'm going to go on that cross exactly when I prescribe. Woe to you, Pharisees and you scribes, <laughs> hypocrites. And he starts chastising them. It's like just building them up to the right point. Because even there, they're like, we want to go after him, but we can't right now. He know when to pick a battle, when not to. We've got to really just read through that and understand, well, why did he go into these battles and why did he avoid others? Because there's so many times I'm reading in there, this is a great, I would have said this and I would have added that and all this other stuff. He doesn't. What is it that he's prescribing for me to make sure that I enter in and I say my piece, but then I leave it? Because I see him doing that constantly, where it's just one step after another, where he's just like very precision, you know, instead of just carpet bombing, he's a precision missile. He's like, he's hitting his target and he's moving on. It's just a much different approach than where I would be in my own heart. Thank you. That was very good. You've had shocker. Um, no, I wasn't shocked. A little bit, but uh, no. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. That was very interesting. <laughs> that was very special too, Greg. <laughs> anyway, uh, Andy, anything you want to wrap us up with on this battle to fight? Anything you, want you know? To one of the scriptures that we forgot to bring up was the in the battle to fight. The Lord is the warrior. The Lord is His name, and and we're created in His image, and He gives us that warrior heart to fight those spiritual battles. So. Come and come to the boot camp and hear about these battles. Your first battle will be registering. That's so right. just go to masculinejourney.org. Let's get that battle out of the way. Yeah. Let's have that on the other side. You can get the strength from it. And then you'll have to battle to get there. Not that it's hard to find Moxville, but it is hard to get there because the enemy will come after that. But so go to masculinejourney.org. Register for the upcoming boot camp November 17th through 20th. This is the Truth Network.